Um, that's actually, I, didn't, I wasn't here on Sunday. I was with the uh, kids during Sunday, uh, for Sunday school, and I didn't hear what Pastor was talking about, but today we're going to talk about um, the reward of prayer. Uh, and the uh, title for a message is called Getting God's Attention Through Prayer. I'm sorry, it's kind of long, I know. <laughs> you can make it shorter. You could say, like, getting God's attention, hashtag prayer, whatever. <laughs> hashtag prayer, hashtag killing it. <laughs> um, all right, so we have uh, in Matthew, um, we got three things, right? We got here, uh, Jesus talks about three things, three rewards, talks about first one verses one through four it talks about giving the second thing is verses five through 15 talk about prayer and the last one verses 16 through 18 talk about fasting fasting has the least because nobody likes fasting and uh yeah it's not fun i heard someone say it should be called slowing because you time goes by really slow when you fast (laughs) But we're going to talk about prayer today, the reward of prayer, and we're going to read from verse 5 to 13 in the New International Version. It says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And uh, this is the Lord's Prayer, and I want to just focus on verse 6. It says, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. So it says, go into your room, close the door, and spend time with your Father in private. Spend time praying to God. And he says, he will reward you. So... Uh, We're just going to talk about prayer, kind of lay a little foundation. Uh, God wants, you know, there's something about God. God wants to hear us ask. He wants to hear us because in the next chapter, he talks about ask, seek, and knock. And uh, we we just like look there real quick in chapter 7, verse 7. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. So there's something about prayer that God really loves. He, he loves to hear prayer. But, what, what, like, let's look at verse 8 in chapter 6. It says, do not, do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So hold on. Jesus said, before, He says, your Father already knows what you need. So Jesus already knows all our needs, right? He knows what all, everything we need. He already knows it. So why do we have to ask? What is the point of asking? Why does Jesus want us to pray? Why does he want us to ask if he already knows all our needs? You know, you could just, God already knows all my needs. I don't don't have to pray, you know. You guys didn't know? We don't have to pray. Yeah, God already knows all our needs. You know, I actually, one of my uncles actually believes that, and they have this, 
you know, group of people that believe you don't have to pray no more because Jesus, and, you know, on verses like this, Jesus already knows all our needs. Let's not pray. Okay. Well, you know, there's something about God that he loves prayer. Why? Because God loves to hear us ask. He loves to hear us talk to him. He loves to hear. There's something about God that he loves when we ask something because we're his children. You know, when, when kids ask their parents, they need to ask for it. They don't, you know, parents don't read their minds. You know, parents don't, don't automatically know, know everything. They might know it, but they still want to hear the kids ask for it, right? God wants to, God's the same way. He wants to hear our, our actual words. He wants to hear us asking God for things because he is a rewarder for those who diligently seek him. And God, God is righteous, um, you know, God is a righteous God. He will give us if we ask. For, if we ask. There's a, uh, the parable of the, um, of the persistent widow. And, and there was a judge. There's a story about a judge. He was a bad judge. He was not a good judge. He didn't love, peop- he didn't love God. He didn't, love, he didn't like people. And this lady kept nagging. She kept, you know, annoying him. And, and he said, you know what? I don't even like you. I don't like people. But I'm going to give you what you ask for because you kept asking for it. And there's something about God he wants. He wants us to be dependent on him. He wants us to, to all our needs to bring it to him. It's just that's who he is. God loves when we seek after him, when we, when we talk to him, when we pray to him. It's, it's just he's God. He's a jealous God, and he loves to hear our prayers. There's something about pray, praying that he just he loves. He just he can't, he can't ignore it. It's he always, you know, even there's a lot of times he'll answer prayers that, that we shouldn't be praying, you know. He, we can we could pray for something, and, and it's, it's a bad thing, you know. God doesn't want us to have it, but because we asked for it long enough, he'll give it to us. And, and that's because he, he, he's like that. He said that he won't give in um, later, I think it's in, uh, in, yeah, later in verse, in chapter 7, like verse 9, 10, 11, 12. He says, if, if you know, if guy, if, we'll just read it. How about that? Which of you, if his son asks for bread, We'll give, him, we'll give him a stone. Or if you'll ask for a fish, we'll give him a snake. If you then, though are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So when everything, do to, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this is, sums up the law and the prophets. So he says, if, if people that are evil know how to give good gifts, what about God who is in heaven? And we have to pay attention when Jesus mentions something. Yeah, the whole Bible is important. But when is red letters, you know, I got red letters in my Bible. Uh, when there's red letters, that's, that's like double importance. Like you got to listen and you got to really, because he's God. He, Jesus is God. He understands what the Father, he, he, he understands what our position should be. And so he says, when you go, lock the room, you know, close the door and pray to your Father and he will reward you. So there's a reward for prayer. Uh, I wanted to... Uh, uh, I, w- I wanted to talk about um, just a reward. Just real quickly, we'll talk about a reward. Um, it's in First uh, Timothy chapter four, uh, and you can turn there, or we're going to have it on the screen. Uh, if we could please put on the screen First Timothy chapter four, verses uh, six through ten. It says, "If you explain these things to the brothers and sisters, Timothy, you will be a worthy servant of Christ Jesus, one who is nourished by the message of faith and the good teaching you have followed." Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good. So physical training is good. 
You know, Ravim, Ravim knows that. We, where's, uh, there, there's Ravim. We were, we were training on Tuesday, and, man, that was, that was fun. So physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, prom- promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. This is why we work hard and continue to struggle, for our hope is in the living God who is the Savior of all people and particularly of all believers. So it says we work hard and we struggle. What do we struggle in? We struggle in training for godliness. We struggle in, in training uh, for, for getting godly. And then verse 15, we'll skip ahead, verse 15. It says, give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your task so that everyone will see your progress. So, you know, while we're young, uh, there's, a, there's a time to seek God while we're young. You know, there, it, it says, Paul said that, you know, when you're single, you can devote yourself completely to God. And while we're young, this is the time that we need to start pressing in to, into prayer. We need to start learning what it means to, to train for godliness. You know, we were, we're training uh, for this race that we're going to do. And training, it requires a lot of work. It requires a lot of work. But what training does is it, it builds you up, right? It, it strengthens you. It gives you endurance. You know, when you start running, first, first time you start running, you, you'll run like a lap, and you'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, this is no problem. And you, you run another lap, and you're like, oh, man, I think I'm done. And then you're, you, you, can't go, you can't go for much longer. You have no endurance, right? You, got, you haven't done it long enough, and you don't have the strength to do it. And, you know, the same thing, physical training and this is spiritual training. God wants us to build endurance. Uh, there's, you know, there's endurance. It talks about endurance 18 times in the New Testament. It mentions endurance. And Jesus said that, you know, he called us to endure. He called us, like, what is, what is endurance? That means you have the strength to finish the whole race. You know, when you, when you start training, it, it hurts, right? It hurts. You can't run no more. You know, you're, 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 you start running. You know, I, I run a lot, so I can, you know, I can compare the two. When you start running, it's hard at first. It's really hard. And then you keep running more and more and more, and it gets easier, easier, and easier, right? It gets, it gets easier, and you have endurance, and you can, you can keep going, and it's, it becomes simple. It becomes almost effortless, but no, it's not effortless, but it's, it, it becomes a lot easier. And how do we get endurance? In, uh, in Peter and James, it talks about how, uh, how we get endurance through trials, going through hard things. And, you know, when you train, unless, it's, unless it hurts, you're not really doing much, right? Unless, unless you feel pain, unless you're tired, you know, you, 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 didn't really get, you didn't really get much much things done. And while we're young, this is the time that we, have to, that we have to throw, like it says, throw yourself into these tasks. Throw yourself. And he says we struggle. We, we struggle with it. We, we suffer. Why? Why do we suffer? Because we, we're... Like, like it says, the righteous man falls down seven times, but he gets up. And, and we're, we are training for godliness. And while we're young, we have, to, we have to spend our time and our energy. Because, you know, when you're young, you have the most energy. You will not have more energy later. You know, you will not have energy when you're older. You know, right now I'm probably at the peak of my energy or somewhere by it. You know, maybe you guys are close to it. Or, you know, you're a little bit over, but we're at, the, we're at the peak of our energy and our strength. And we have to give God, oh, wow, they turned up the lights on me. <laughs> Should I get off the stage? 
And while, while we're young, there we go. Oh, I like these lights. These are cool. So while we're young, we have the most energy we have that we're ever going to have. We have the most time. You know, right now you guys are on summer break. You probably have more time than you know what to do with, you know, if you're on summer break. Right now we have more time than we're going to have in the future, right? We're going to have, you know, some people think, man, I'll start, I'll start praying. I'll start seeking God when I get older. And when you get older, you have less time. You, it gets harder, and you have, you have no time. And, you know, you start, you know, you get married, and, and you have kids, and you have to pay for mortgage. you got to pay for bills. You're going to have no time. And unless you get it, you know, unless you learn how to do it when you're young, you're not, you're not going to seek God when you're older. You're not going to pray when you're older because, because it gets, it's going to get more difficult finding time. And, and, you know, older people know that, and I'm kind of, learning that right now, but, but at least, you know, we're getting somewhere. Yeah, something's wrong with the lights today. <laughs> All right, but anyways, so, you know, I think a lot of people, a lot of people, they, they, they want to get married, you know, people when they're young, they want to, they want to get married, and, and, you know, I don't know what it's like to be married, obviously, but, but what, what, uh, <laughs> what, what I know, what I know is this, is that while we're young, we have a chance to devote ourselves completely to God. Uh, just, we don't need, you know, we don't need to be seeking, you know, oh, what about, what about this person? What about that person? You know, who am I going to get married to? Because we, we, in this time, we have a chance to devote ourselves completely to God. And, and you know, talking about endurance. Endurance is, you know, there's a race. And what's going to be the difference between people that make it that finish the race and people that don't is endurance. You know, there's marathons, they're super long. You got triathlon, uh, triathlons, they're really long, really rigorous. And the only people that make it is the ones who have super high endurance. The ones that went through a lot of pain, the ones that, that went through a lot of hard things, but they got to that level and they have endurance. And many people, they don't have endurance because, you know, we're, we probably all know somebody like this. Somebody that knew God before, that served God, that followed after God, and then in a little bit they stopped, right? They stopped seeking God. They ran out of endurance. You know, they didn't finish the race. They, they're sitting on the sidelines. We probably know a couple people like that at least. I know, I know a couple people. And, it, and it, the, the more you go, the longer the race is, the harder it gets. It, you're not tired in the first minute of the race. You're tired in the, you know half an hour into it, you're tired an hour into it, that's when it gets really hard, and that's what's going to separate, and there's a, you know, when you get older, it gets harder, when, you know, I look at Yima, he's such a big example in my life, you know, such a huge example, because, it, you know, when you, when you see people that are older, there's less of them serving God, if you notice, there's a lot of them, there's a lot of people that are, that are serving God, that have stayed faithful, that are making it to the end. There's a lot of people like that, but there's a lot more people that have not finished it, that have sat on the sidelines, and they're not doing much. You know, before, in, uh, for me, it was my, my dad was a huge example. He was a, you know, I would see him praying. I would see him reading the Bible. I would see him worshiping. I would see him at church all the time. I would see, he was an example. I knew he was praying in the mornings. I knew he was seeking God, you know, you'd hear music in the garage, and I knew my dad was seeking God, he was praying to God, because he would lock him, he would, you know, close the garage, or, or he, would, he would say, you know, I was, 
You would say, I, I, I prayed, you know, I was praying in the morning. At 3 o'clock I was up, I was praying. And I was a huge example. You know, right now, Andima is a huge example for me. And we have to take example from older people because it, we think it's simple, but it gets, it gets difficult. It gets long. A lot of people stop. A lot of people move off, the, off of the right path. And, you know, from what I see is there's going to be separation between people who, who make it, uh, between people who are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and still on fire and still have a, have a stronger fire, have a, have a bigger fire in their life, and, and then those that, that, you know, die off after they leave youth. You know, there's going to be a difference. And what I believe that difference is, is going to be seeking God. That's going to be uh, the difference between people that make it, that finish the race, and not only finish it, but complete God's perfect will, and then people who, who stop, and they get tired, and, and they get off. You know, What's to say that, that we're, we're those people that are going to finish? What, how, how, can, how do we have a guarantee? How, do, how can we guarantee ourselves? You know, we read in, um, when we're reading in Matthew, it says, it says that people came up to Jesus and they said, Lord, Lord, we did signs, miracles, wonders. We healed the sick. We cast out devils. And Jesus said, I didn't know you, you workers of lawlessness. And, you know, if those people didn't make it to heaven, what about us? You know, how do we know that we're going to make it? How do we know... Not only how, if we're going to make it, but if we're going to be in God's perfect will. How do we know? Those people were performing miracles, signs, wonders. You know, they, they were doing some, some pretty amazing things. If we were doing that, we'd be like, oh, man, we're something, you know. But they, they were doing that. And what, what happened? You know, they probably somewhere along the line, they lost the relationship with God. Uh, like me, Noah, and Vasa, we went on a, uh, on a hike last week. Or it was two weeks ago into the mountains, and uh, Vas, Vasa was sharing how, how uh, in in Russia, uh, he 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 was saying there's a lot of preachers that were dry, that were very dry, that that uh, didn't have a relationship with God, they didn't have a prayer life, and they were just trying to you know trying to serve God, trying to do the ministry, but they didn't have a relationship, they didn't know God, they didn't know how to pray, they didn't know how to seek God, and 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 there's so many dry you know pastors. And, and leaders, and that's why, you know, we, when, we, when we start thinking about who's our leader, who's going to be the person that's going to be my leader, we got to get somebody, we, got, we need a leader who knows how to seek God. Because if your leader is dry, you know, most likely you're going to be dry. <laughs> and, and if your leader is seeking God, then you're going to see that example, and you're going to be seeking God. And, you know, there's, I, I even heard a, a couple days ago, I was listening to this thing on YouTube I was just, you know, while, uh, looking at sermons. And there's interesting sermons that says something about, like, the tree and the garden. I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. It was only, like, five minutes long. And this guy was, was preaching. And, oh, man, this is, you know, it, it will just, I, I was listening to it. And, you know, it says not to judge. So I'm not judging him. I don't know his situation. But, but he, was, he, he was in front of the church. He was a pastor. You know, I don't know if he was a senior pastor, what, what he was. But he, he said, you know, man, I got a, uh, he, was, he was giving like a testimony. He's like, you know, six months ago, we moved down to this place, to Atlanta, uh, from California. They moved. And he said, you know, we were, it was tough on money. And, and we were, you know, we, we moved down here to get a fresh start, to get something, you know, to get something new going. And, and he's like, you know, I had a moral failure. He said, I let down my wife. You know, I cheated on my wife. And he goes, he goes oh, don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like that. You know, I, I know I'm not the only one here. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes on to say, he goes on to say, you know, ladies, you got you to take a note because his wife, his wife didn't leave him. And, and she said, 
she told them, you know, I'm not staying with you because of who you are right now. I'm staying with you because of who you're going to be. And, and you, got, you, you hear these, all these amens, amen, amen. And then and he said, you know, ladies, you got to take note. If your husband, next time he makes a mistake, you know, you got to forgive him. And <laughs> I turned it off after, after that. I, I mean, we're not, we're, we're not, and I, wasn't, I wasn't judging him, but I don't know his situation and everything. But, you know, when you seek God, sin is not a problem in your life. You know, when you're, when you're seeking God, sin is not a problem. You know, we read today in 1 Corinthians about sexual sin. No sin affects the body like sexual sin. Look, sexual sin is not a problem when you're seeking God. When you're following after God, you're not going to wonder, you know, oh, what about, you know, maybe you're not going to want to commit adultery even in your heart. You know, when you're, when you're seeking, when you're really seeking God, you're not going to want to go into a bar. You're not going to want to go to clubs. You're not going to want to drink. You're not going to want to do anything because you're seeking God. And, be, you know, it's like uh, someone said this. I'm not sure if it was her or not. It was, uh, I believe it was Dodie Osteen. It was uh, Joel Osteen's uh, mom. She said she's never seen a person who's read the Bible every day to ever fall into sin. She's never seen a person like that. And there's, there's something that happens when we are with God every single day, when we seek Him every day. We don't, we don't want to sin. We don't have a desire to sin. And you know, when we talk about seeking God, uh, today's day and age, you know, this is a fast food day. This is a, a, you know, the faster it is, the better. You know, you pull up to McDonald's and, and you order something. And I mean, you get it like right away. I mean, I, like, I give them my card, and I get it back, and then as soon as I turn around, they're already giving me my food, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I ordered that because that was way too fast, you know. It's like, let it, let it sit there. Like, I want my food made fresh, you know. That's too fast, and, and uh, you know, I, that's why I like to, you know, have normal food. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and, uh, but, but, you know, this is a fast food kind of day. We like everything effective. We want everything efficient, fast. You know, nobody writes letters anymore. I wrote like two or three letters in my whole life to somebody. You know, I don't, we don't write letters. We, we, got, we got a text message. We got email. We got Facebook, Instagram. Everything is click of a button, fast. If it's not fast, it's going, it's going out of business, you know. And so everything, today, everything is fast. It's, it's, it's right there at the tip of your finger. And that's good for the most part. But, you know, when we talk about seeking God, you don't, you don't seek God like that. You don't, you, you don't seek God in, in, this, in this mindset. You know, the kingdom of God, it says in, in uh, Matthew 6, it says, uh, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. God's kingdom isn't, isn't uh, built on that kind of a mindset. It has a different drumbeat. It, it marches to a different, different drumbeat. It's, it's not, you don't seek God you know, like, like they have the, the story of the tortoise and the hare. You guys know that story, right? You know who won the, 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 the race? The tortoise, the turtle did. Turtle won the race. Why? Was he, was he slow? No, he didn't win it because he was slow. He won it because he was consistent. He consistently saw God, and, and the hare was just quick, quick, quick. And, you know, today we, we love when things are fast. We just That's how we're, we're used to. We're built like that. But the kingdom of God is not built like that, and seeking God isn't built like that. And, you know, I wish it was built like that, but it's not built like that. It's not, you don't seek God just on the side, you know, it's got to be good old-fashioned, taking time out of your schedule, waking up early, praying in, in, in a private room by yourself. That's what it's going to take to seek God. You know, 
what, that's, what's, that's going to be the difference between people who endure to the end and then people who endure until they leave youth. That's going to be the difference between people that make it to the end and then drop out or, or people that drop out after a little bit. It's that, it's that seeking God, the, the mindset uh, to, to not have that, that mindset, you know, like on the, on, the, on the side, I'll see God whenever I can. No, we got to see God first thing in the morning. You know, when we wake up, we got we to gotta say, God, I need you today. I need, you know, just be thirsty, be desperate for God every single day. Uh, that's, that's the only way that we're going to get anywhere. You know, when we, we have to seek God, we have to seek his power. We have to seek, you know, um, when I was, uh, we have our work club. I guess you call it a work club. It's more like a Bible study. And we got people around us, and, and it's just interesting conversations and stuff. And, uh, you know, you, yeah, you guys should come sometime, see what we talk about. <laughs> and, and, you know, we, 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 we talk about God. We, we, we're here in our, in our uh, you know, in, in our Christian, you know, surrounding. And, and we can talk Christianese, you know. We could be all deep with each other. And, and we could be like, you know, yeah, the, like just deep stuff, deep revelations. You know, that, that stuff doesn't really fly with them. You know, I don't know if you guys, if you guys knew that or not. But, you know, they need, they need power. They need the real power of God. And I'm just, you know, when you try to say something and, and when you say it on your own, it just seems so weak. And it's like, what did, what did I just say? That, okay. That's why we need to seek God because God doesn't give his power to just, you know, oh, God, give, show, me your, show me your glory. Okay, here it is, you know. You know, God, you know, let your fire fall down. Oh, I don't know. Has anybody felt any fire lately? Anybody, anybody felt any rain lately? You know, God, let it rain. You know, we, we, we say, God, let it rain and, and all these things. But they don't come just like that. You know, it's not like, oh, God, give me this. You know, oh, here it is. Okay. No, it takes time. It takes seeking. Uh, it's like one of the guys uh, that, was, that was there uh, his name is David. Yeah, his name is David. And, and, he's, and he was uh, talking about like, like, oh, how come God doesn't like show a sign? And then we could all believe him. And like, like we could YouTube it. Somebody can YouTube it. Put on YouTube. And then everybody can see it. And then, and then everybody will believe. I'll believe. And, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, and I explained to him, you know, there's no faith in that. God, God's, you know, you can't please God without faith. And, and I explained it. And he's like, okay, okay, yeah, I get it. But but we don't, we don't have like, you know, God, you know, God, show me your glory. Oh, here it is. And, and we just walk around with glory. Wouldn't that be awesome? Like we just, everybody gets saved and it's just no problem. But God's not like that. You know, God, it's, God is too amazing, too powerful for us to just, to just say, you know, half-hearted prayer. And, and he's like, oh, here it is. He doesn't give us. It takes time. It takes a lot of time. It takes asking. You know, Jesus, Jesus said, seek and you will find. One of the things that I'm, that I'm learning right now and I've learned, you know, is that when you seek God, you find him. It's, it's, it takes seeking, though. But when you do seek him, you will find him. If you do ask, you will receive. And if you knock, that door will be open. What's, the problem is we just don't seek. That's the problem. We're not seeking. We're not asking. We're not knocking. We think, God, how come nothing's happening? But we're not asking. We're not seeking God. You know, we can't give God five minutes of the day and just expect God to just, you know, just give us everything. You know, some, what we do a lot is, you know, we, we seek God when it's convenient for us, when we need something. You know, when we, we got a test coming up or, or we, we need God, you know, I, I need this. I need, I need more money. You know, at my job, I, 
I need this. God, you know, my tire's flat. God, do something, you know, and, you know, we, we fast, you know, we, we have to share something. Oh, we got to fast, you know, we got to fast. We, you know, I'm, I'm going to go, you know, to a school club. Oh, we got to fast that day, and that's good. But what about the week before, you know? Were we fasting the week before? Were we praying, or is it only in times of crisis when we really need God to do something, you know? We can't just expect, you know, oh, we need something. Let's ask God. But before that, we were doing nothing. We weren't asking God for nothing, and God, you know, save me right now. No, we ha- that's why we have to cry out every day. We have to be consistent. We have, one of the things that is hard that, I, that I'm learning, and I learned a lot about, is consistency. It's, it's to do it every single day. It's to, you know, it's, it's not uh, about prayer. I, like, I love this quote, um, what Leonard Ravenhill said. Uh, he said that the Cinderella of the church today is the prayer meeting. Because it is unloved and unwooed. If anybody doesn't know what that word unwooed is, I didn't know what it meant either. I looked it up, and the dictionary said, something that is not wooed. I said, okay, that doesn't really help. And I looked it up again. It was something that's not inviting. Something that, that is not, uh, it's, it's not pleasant, you know. And the, and the prayer, that's what it is. It's not pleasant. The sin, it's, it's the Cinderella of the church. Nobody wants to pray. You know, our generation doesn't want to pray, you know. I like, I don't know if you guys hear this in like songs and stuff. Like, yeah, this is the generation, you know, that's going to that's gonna do everything. And I think we are. I know we are. But, but it's like we're not, we're not anything special. You know, our generation doesn't know how to pray. You know, our generation knows how to play Xbox. And we know how to, you know, go on computer and everything like that. But we don't know how to pray. And that's why we need to, you know, get back to the good old-fashioned praying, seeking God, uh, just waking up in the morning, you know, I, I realize when you wake up, you know, to, to seek God right away before you go to sleep, God, where is your presence? When you wake up, God, where is your presence? I want, and, and not, not to, you know, not to, to get it, to get some revelation or, or, you know, oh, I want to look spiritual, I'm going to say this, you know, so I, I'm going to seek God. No, God doesn't, God doesn't like ambition. He wants us to seek him for him. So we, can, so we can know him. That's why, you know, when we pray, we don't, we don't come to God saying, like, God, I need this, this, and this. If you look at the Lord's Prayer, it says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. It focuses on God. And then, and then, and then it says, give us our daily bread. Forgive our debts as we've forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And so we have to focus on God. We have to, you know, when we come to him we, and, you know, just... We have to say, God, I, I need you in my life. You're, you're, you're the best. Just worship God. We need to learn how to worship God. You know, we, we think that worship is only coming here and worshiping God. No, that's a part of worship. But we need to learn how to worship like the uh, Syrophoenician woman. And uh, she, was, she was a woman that, that was not Jewish. And God uh, or Jesus was, was there. She, she said, Jesus, can you heal my daughter? She's demon-possessed. And Jesus said, I can't do that. I'm, I'm sent to, the, to my sheep, to the Jewish people. And, and she said, well, you know, or he said, I'm sorry, excuse me. Jesus said, uh, it's not right to take food from the, the, the children and give it to the dogs. So she called, he called her a dog. And, and so, and what did she do? It says that she knelt and she worshiped him. She worshiped Jesus after he called her a dog. You know, we get something bad happens to us and we don't pray for a week, you know, something or something good happens to us 
and we forget about God and we don't read the Bible, you know. And, and, but we have to learn how to be consistent and, and to be like, like, like that persistent widow who said, you know what, I know God is a righteous judge and I'm going to ask God until he gives it to me. I'm going to annoy God until he gives it to me, you know. And we have to, we have to learn how to worship. You know, just we have to learn how not to worship on stage or, or you know, when we're, when we're here doing worship. We have to learn how to worship in our rooms when nobody's watching. Like Jesus said, go away into your room in private when nobody can see you, nobody knows what you're doing, and, and worship there. Don't, you know, if, if you can't worship God here, yeah, you can't worship him there. But this isn't the only place. You have, we have to learn how to worship God uh, when nobody is looking. You know, it doesn't matter, music or no music, you know. You know, it's, music helps, but if Demo would say, you know, we're, not, we're, we're worshiping God with no music, you know, I'll still worship God. Just it would be a, lot, a little bit more difficult, but you can worship God without music. You know, I actually used to think that music was, you know, depends what kind of music you have. If you don't have the right music, you, it's hard to pray. It's hard to get into God's presence, you know, and I realized that is, that is a wrong mentality. I stopped looking for music, and I just, I just put on, you know, some old anointed songs. I don't even pay attention to the words. I just... I play them, you know. So we've got to get some, you know, some anointed worship. That's why we can't be listening to, you know, just any kind of music. We've got to be listening to anointed, you know. I put on, uh, I don't know, Benny Hinn, some uh, Master's Healing Touch. Put on Jonathan Stockstill, some uh, Ron Cannoli, Terry McCallman, or I, forget, I don't know how to say his name. McCallman, thank you, Roman. <laughs> but there's, that, that's some, you know, it brings, it brings the presence. <laughs> it brings the presence of God into the room. And... But we have to learn how to worship God in our rooms with the door shut, with nobody watching. And I wanted to uh, read one last verse. If we could please open up to Psalm 27. Uh, we're going to read that psalm in a couple of days. But just the, uh, I was reading this psalm when I was going through psalms on my own. And I don't know, there's something about this, these verses. Psalm 27, verse 7. It says, Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says to you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. And then in the New Living, I really, I really like how it says in the New Living, it says, hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful to me. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. And we have to learn how to get that heart of a worshiper, how to have the heart of somebody that seeks God. And that's why you look at David. And David David wrote this psalm, and David, you know, you start thinking about he was a king. He was, he had so much. He was, uh, he, he was at the highest position, but he still, he had the heart. It says he was a man after God's own heart, and we got to get that same heart. If we're, if we're not desperate for God, if we're not hungry, then something, something is, is, is not right. If we're not hungry for Jesus, then we, we got to say something is not right. You know, I, I love this quote. Um, I, I was listening to uh, a sermon by Joe Stockstill, and he said, he said this thing that really stuck out to me. He was talking about hunger, and he said, everybody seeks God 
when something's happening, right? When God is moving, everybody's seeking God. You know, everybody is. It's, uh, it's funny. One, one time I had a, a kid come to my G12, and he wasn't saved. And, uh, and we, had a, we had a prayer, and, and we had a powerful, it was a powerful prayer, and the presence of God came. Everybody in the room knew the presence of God was in that room. And we were praying, and even he was seeking God, okay? He wasn't saved, but he was praying, and he was seeking God. Everybody seeks God when something's happening, right? Everybody seeks God when, when, things, are, when things are flowing, when, when you feel God's presence. It's easy to seek God, you know? But, but what about when nothing is happening? That's, that's, what, that's what Joel said. He said, what about when nothing is happening? What are we doing then? Are we seeking God when nothing is happening? You don't feel nothing. You wake up in the morning, you don't feel a thing. You don't want to pray. You want to go back to sleep. You know, what, what about then? What about when, you know, when, when you wake up and you're like, oh, I want to watch this show, or you're about to go to sleep and I want to watch this movie? What about, what about times when we don't feel like praying? And, and that is the time where Jesus is looking at us. He said that, Jesus said that he withdrew to, God said he, that he withdrew from a king to test him, to see if he was, to test his heart. And God will test us like that. It's easy to pray, man. Everybody can pray when something's happening. But what about when nothing is happening? That is what's going to separate people. Uh, people that are going to make it the distance. People that are going to be used by God. People that are, people that are going to be uh, in the harvest. People that, are going to, people that are going to finish the race. And then people that are going to be on the sidelines. That's what's going to separate it. Can you seek God when nothing is happening? When, when you don't feel a thing? When... When you just, you, you, you try to pray, and, you know, we, we like to act all spiritual, but sometimes you just don't feel like praying, you know. You just, you don't feel like it. It's just, it's not, it's not in you to pray right now because our, our flesh, our mind, it always, the devil always sends us thoughts. And that's why we got to press in. That's why we have to have a heart for, for seeking God. We have to have a heart for it. We just, you know, we got to push past the, the, the I don't want to, you know, I don't feel like it. We got to push past that. And, and, find, and find his heart. And, you know, I, I think, I think we, we have a lot. You know, everybody can say, yeah, I want to pray more. I, yeah, I, I need to pray more. I know I need to pray more. But we need to get, we need to, we need to make some decisions and, and we need to make some, some changes in our life. Say, you know what, God, this time it's not negotiable. I will always pray in the morning. I will always pray before I go to sleep. This time from 7 to 8, you know, I'm going to spend time reading the word, praying. And, and not, not to get something, not to look spiritual, but because this is, this is our relationship with God. And, you know, a lot of people, they get, they get dried out. They get tired. You get dehydrated in the spirit. You don't, you don't feel a lot of times, you know, when you, when you, you, you run around, you know, like, like, like crazy, you know, with your head cut off and you're just trying to do a bunch of different things. You're, you're going crazy. And, and like, like a chicken with his head cut off. There we go. We've got to add that. And, and you're, you're trying to get so much done. And you're trying to be in the ministry. But, but it's dry. And, and you know what? God will use us. It's, but that, that's not the question. The question is, are we going to seek God? Because we need refreshing. We need to be refreshed by his presence. We need to be refreshed by his presence as much as possible. We need to be refreshed. That's why when people are dry, they, they drop out, and they, they get, you know, they, they forget about God. But that's why we need to seek God, and we need to seek His, his presence, because it's going to keep us hydrated. It's going to keep us ready. And, 
you know, that, that verse, I'm just going to read it one more time, and we're going we're gonna to pray right now. It says, hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. And, you know, we got to get that same desire. Say, Lord, I am coming. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to your throne. I'm coming into your presence. I need you. And we got to get this thing every day in our life. So let's stand up right now. and We're going to just seek God. We're, gonna just, we're just going to pray and just seek his presence.